Shukri Olu is a community organizer who is running for King County Council in District 5. This is a district that includes all our parts of Kent, SeaTac, Tukwila, Burien, Normandy Park, Des Moines, and Renton. And we're so happy that she could be here. Shukri, how are you? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. We're excited to have you. And I just have to tell you, you've been making the rounds with Indivisible and uh, you're quite popular. Uh, people, are, <laughs> people love you. And I, I know that people are going to love to. We're, well, we're, we're going to hear more from you today. So um, I, I want to talk all about your campaign. Um, but, you know, we're recording this on the Thursday after the Derek Chauvin verdict that uh, came down on Tuesday. I wonder if we could just start there and maybe you could share just a few of your thoughts, your feelings, your, your reflections from what we saw yeah. on Tuesday. Happy to share. And I'm glad we're connecting today as opposed to yesterday, because honestly, my emotions were all over the place yesterday. You know, I think that I sort of sit in two um, tension um, emotions in a little bit because, and I mentioned the tension because, you know, one is that of a privilege. I sit in a place of privilege as an immigrant uh, who came to the U.S. at the age of 10 with no prior history about the historical context of this nation. And learning that history, unlearning that history, relearning that history and learning about not just the enslavement of Black people, but also the resistance of Black people. And I can't imagine what it feels like to have generations of your ancestors be oppressed in that way. Um, and, you know, in Somalia, we were colonized and colonization is different than enslavement. But I can't imagine what that does to the psyche to the heart of a human being. And so that privilege is definitely something that, you know, I think about a lot. And I also hold not just the privilege, but this obligation to do my part as an immigrant, because I know that it was black people during the civil rights movement who said that they're not just interested in black liberation, but also oppressed people everywhere. Uh, they saw me when they didn't even know me. They loved me when they didn't even know me. Um, and because of that obligation is why I'm running um, and have the sense of urgency to be able to lead in a district in Dr. Martin Luther King County. It's an incredibly powerful message. And I know that uh, a big part of your platform is changes in our justice system that I know you're going to be pushing for. You know, you're talking about your, uh, your, your personal history it's extraordinary. Uh, you came here as a refugee. I want to, can I ask you to, to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I was originally born in Somalia. And when I was about four years old in 1991, there was a civil war in my birth country. A few months before the war, my father died in a tragic car accident. And so it was my mother who was seven months pregnant with three children under the age of four, who somehow needed to make her way out of that conflict. And I often ask her how she did it, and she says it was because of the helpers, the, the people who saw her walking with three children. And because of those people, we were able to get to the camps of Kenya, where we spent about six years and were uh, able to resettle to the U.S. in 1996. My younger sister developed a heart condition in the camp, and so that's how we were able to come here. We moved to South King County. I grew up here in the city of Kent in public housing. I was educated here and have been able to have access to opportunity because of uh, many folks in my life, including teachers and mentors. 
And ultimately, because of the persistence and the hard work of my mother, uh, I am who I am today because of her and, and many folks who, who saw my potential even when I didn't. Moms are everything, and, and so is community, and you, you talk uh, very um, passionately about community. And I, I want to uh, talk about, I want to get your thoughts on community in just a second. But before I do, I really want to give people a sense of just who you are and just how accomplished you are. Because uh, in addition to being an organizer, as I said, you are also a doctoral candidate in education. Um, you mentor, you work for King County. It seems like you really could choose to go any number of different directions right now. So I'll just ask you, why why public service? Why elected office? Yeah. And Five years ago, if you would have asked me that question, I would have said, Shukri is not running for office. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, because I have said for a very long time that there's so many different ways to lead. You know, I have done organizing on the ground, have worked in direct service, now work at the county uh, with this initiative called Best Starts for Kids, and also running for office, right? But at some point in November of 2019, I got fed up with waiting for change to happen and realize that I am somebody, right? That I could help our community bring about the type of change that we need. And so to your question, public service looks in a lot of different ways. There's so many forms of servant leadership. And I happen to have sort of a number of lenses because I've done that and now hope, hope to be on the other side as, a, as an elected official. Yeah, you, you would bring a lot to the job for sure. Um, I want to touch back on community because when we first talked, you told me that you're going to be centering your campaign on community. I wonder if you can expand on that a little bit. What does community mean to you when, when you say community? What, what do you mean? Yeah, community means everything to me. It was a community who helped us flee the conflict in Somalia. It was community when we came to this country who helped my mother navigate the different systems and help us to get to where we are now. It was community who you know, helped us find safe shelter here in the city of Kent. Uh, and it was community who saw me as a young person and helped recenter my, my identity and find my passion. And so as a candidate, when I announced back in September of 2020, one of the intentions that I had was to co-design the platforms with community because I know that I don't want to be the type of leader who says, I have all the solutions. <laughs> You know, I know we, we, all we of know the where that leads. That we, we know what kind we of know where that leads. That. And exactly. I think, yeah, yeah it, it is problematic because I don't have all the solutions. And I think, you know, our community has all the solutions, right? People who are navigating homelessness have the solutions. People who, you know, are struggling to find programs for the young people have all the solutions. And so we've engaged in that campaign code design process with community and have heard incredible wisdom that I'd love to share with you in a bit. I think you should do it now. What, what have you learned? Definitely. I've met with over 500 people asking them about what does education justice look like? What does it feel like? Um, tell me more about affordable housing. You know, what are some of the challenges that you face in that space? And I've heard four key areas for community investment in this district. That one, we need to invest in public health and human services, including mental health and behavioral health and affordable childcare in this district. And that, too, we need to invest in affordable housing for everyone in our community. And that is personal to me, right? I mentioned growing up in public housing. Uh, and that the third being bending our legal system toward justice and investing our community tax dollars in proven public health approaches. And the final area being supporting workers and small businesses. 
And we've been able to do that. We've been able to take the wisdom of our community and build themed events. You know, in February, we had a conversation on COVID's impact on the Black community called Y'all Getting Vaccinated. It was attended by 800 people on a random Monday night. Um, incredible Black health professionals were able to be on the panel for that. In March, we co-hosted a conversation on COVID's impact on the Latinx community in partnership with Chris Franco, who's running for King County Council District 9. And we continue to build on the priorities that we heard from community and center the issues that matter to them throughout the campaign. Let's talk about a few of the solutions. I, I know that this is still early days for your campaign, but I want to get a sense of just some of the uh, the broad strokes that you are looking at here. So one of the things that you talked about was, as you say, uh, bending the legal system toward justice. Um, you know, and I'm wondering, like, what specific changes at the county level would you like to see in our justice system? What can King County do on, on this front? Because we know that there are responsibilities at the state level. We know that certainly there are things that are being done at the federal level. How do you see it at the county level? Yeah, that's a great question. I, and that also includes being in, in intentional and authentic partnerships with folks at the state level, right, to be able to have, um, you know, strengthen policies across the state. But one of the things that I've heard come from community is this interest to reinvest in community and have a better sense of aligning our county budgets to our espoused values, that of Dr. Martin Luther King County. And so what does it look like to invest in upstream solutions like Best Starts for Kids? You know, what does it look like to invest in community-based organizations who are supporting children and families in our community, who are supporting young people and creating a, a different pathway for them, a different trajectory in their life, and being able to reinvest the funding that our county uh, has access to, to the people who are doing the work on the ground every day. That's one sort of priority that I've heard from community members is, is this need and this desire to see our county shift policies, but also budgets back to the people who live in this community. Another key area is to have a robustly funded uh, community um, oversight of law enforcement, which currently exists at the county level, but it is not in the condition that our community members are asking for. Um, and the final area, I think, is to be able to center the lived experiences of people who are most impacted by these systems, including our legal system. So what does it look like to have a young person who's in this space kind of helping to guide policy around you know, police reform or a family who's been impacted by police violence. I don't know if that happens at the level that it needs to, but I hope to be able to embed their solutions to some of these systemic issues. You also mentioned that your campaign prioritizes child care and mental health care. These are very top of mind for so many people right now. What can the county do on that front? Yeah, I want to also acknowledge what the county is currently doing and planning on doing on that front we have the mid uh, levy, mental illness and drug dependency levy. Um, we also have, through Best Starts for Kids, uh, renewal process, which is up on the ballots in August of this year, this investment in childcare slots, about 3,000 additional slots for children and families. But we know that is not at the level of the need that we have in this community, and especially in South King County, where often resources don't necessarily shift in, in the way that we need it to. So I am proposing, and our community has also asked for additional slots, up to 6,000 healthcare slots in this community. In terms of your question on mental health, 
when I had been talking with teachers and talking with superintendents in this district, they've been saying, you know, the, the county could definitely support more on the work that they're doing, especially being able to fund, you know, counselors and mental health therapists at the school level, especially in K-12. And so I'm, you know, looking at what that could look like and potentially having stronger partnerships with our education partners as well. The last thing that I want to ask you about uh, the plank in your platform is housing. Uh, you you assert that it is a human right. I fully agree. Um, it is an intractable problem. Affording, affordable housing um, is it's a problem that plagues us pretty much throughout the state um, and acutely in King County. Um, you're looking at a number of solutions. Uh, can you just run us uh, through a, a few of them? Um, they're actually quite innovative. I, I would love to just hear you talk about them a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And I mentioned you know, that I grew up in public housing. My family had access to Section 8, which is a federal program. And, you know, 70% of the cost of that unit was covered. It was subsidized by, by the federal uh, program. And having that safety net meant that my mother could work, you know, two jobs as opposed to three, it meant that I could continue to get an education and didn't have to work so that I can eventually get my family out of poverty. And so it's a very personal platform to me. Um, and when I've been in communications with our residents, I've heard kind of key areas around affordable housing. Um, one of the things that I wanted to amplify is being able to leverage and increase voucher types uh, to more families in this community, especially in a community that has continued to shift in the last 20 years. Uh, more and more community members are moving to South King County because of displacement and gentrification in Seattle. And so we need to be able to have options for them to be um, getting access to uh, stable housing that is subsidized. The other thing that I've noticed, um, especially in cities like Burien, which is part of our district, is having stronger tenant protection and you know things that are coming out of Seattle, like the right to counsel for tenants, right? Being able to scale that work countywide so that more tenants, especially you know post-COVID, right, um, are able to stay in their units. And another area that I heard is um, around this this need to invest in not just affordable housing, but what does home ownership and access to home ownership look like for some community members who might be able to afford that? And so we're considering all options. Um, but most importantly, we're interested in hearing from our community members and being able to amplify their their needs. So you've you've done a lot of listening and uh, you have a, a pretty holistic view of what it is that your community is looking for. And the, the council member that you're looking to replace has served since 2014. And I'll just ask you, where do you feel he is coming up short on this equation? Yeah, this is a, an interesting question. And so I'll share what I often share in many different spaces that, you know, my, my candidacy is not an indictment on the incumbent. Council member up the Grove has served South King County for about 20 years, uh, 12 years as a state representative and eight years as a county council member. And we are grateful for his service. But I think in the time that we're living in with you know, the racial reckoning happening in our country and the sense of urgency for change. I think we need new leadership, leadership that is reflective of our communities, leadership that has a passion and the energy to be able to lead differently um, and leadership that brings a level of lived experience. You know, when I talk about housing and I talk about stronger partnerships with our education systems, when I talk about, you know, the legal system or mental health, like 
I, it's not an intellectual space that I'm coming from, right? It is a heart space. It is a lived experience perspective. And so, you know, while we acknowledge the work that he's done, I think having, you know, the, the um, story that I bring and the lens that I bring uh, to this space, I think is a different type of leadership and a different type of um, position to be in. Well, you know, in addition to, I think, what you bring in all of those areas, I will note that if you win, you'd be the first black woman on any county council in Washington. I, my, my jaw hit the floor when I heard that. Um, and, and I think that's a separate discussion as to why that's the case. But I'll just ask you with that in mind, um, as a state, as a county, how do we begin to center people who have been marginalized at the government level? Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you how we've been able to do it. And it's by reaching out to both, you know, folks that have been historically marginalized, but presently marginalized in these spaces, and having the conversation with them about what is it that you need? What does justice look like for you? What does it feel like for you? It's about engaging young people. You know, we have a, a youth team part of our campaign, about 35 young people who are between the ages of 13 and 25 who you know, had some level of involvement and engagement in their community, but are so incredibly excited about our campaign. And they're so excited, so much so now that many of them want to actually run for office, right? And so I hope to be able to share some of the ways that we've been you know, able to innovate and connect with people who've never been in this space before and, and share it with more folks so that we can see that level of representation, not only in county government, but across the state. You're incredibly inspirational. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Uh, and I, I hope that uh, and I'm, I'm positive that you're received uh, in, in the same way. Um, and I will also mention that you've gotten over 150 endorsements, at least when we spoke initially, you told me it was 150. I'm sure it's many more now. Uh, I'll just ask you, what are one or two that are particularly meaningful to you? Mm, oh, wow. Um, I would probably say an endorsement from one of the youth team members, a 15-year-old from the city of Tequila, which is part of the district, Alexis Mabuvru, who uh, attends one of our schools in the community and is part of a number of boards and is interested in becoming the president of the United States. A young person, 15, right, who has done so much work already in her young life, but I am confident will one day rule the world. If there's a title of president of the world, I think Alexis will definitely be that. Um, and I would also add, you know, I don't want to say sort of like specific elected officials, but it's a really hard sort of position to be in, right? To be challenging an incumbent, um, to be asking people to, to be brave, right? To actually put their values to use. You know, we talk a lot about representation and supporting black women and you know, have this having this interest to like, you know, have that level of, of reflection in our, in our communities. And then when people step up, often right, there's that tension. Um, all that is to say, I'm grateful for the elected officials who have done that. You know, who've taken that chance uh, at someone who you know can only be elected if people vote, <laughs> right? Can only get funding if people donate, right? So I'm grateful. I'm grateful to everyone, every single member. Uh, who's part of our campaign's uh, team, including, you know, members from Indivisible. 
And there, there are many, and you're recruiting them by the day. I will tell you, uh, just <laughs> your fan base is growing, my friend. Uh, so um, people can look at the list of endorsements at your website, and they can also find out more information about your campaign. Tell us what your website is. Our website is electshukriolo.com, E-L-E-C-T-S-H-U-K-R-I-O-L-O-W.com. And we will have that for people in the show notes. What do you need help with? Well, I I remember when I was on a, a fundraising call with now Senator Tawana Nobles, and one of the things that she said in that call, which I think a lot about was affirmations. <laughs> and I need your affirmations, right? This is, I mentioned, this is a hard process, but, you know, if y'all could send me a message like, you're doing great, this is awesome, keep it up, I'd appreciate that. And I would also say, you know, join our team, learn more about our campaign, learn more about the incredible group of young people who are helping us not only organize, but also hold me as a candidate accountable to my values and to our community's values. Learn more about our campaign is what I would ultimately say. And I hope to have you on our team. Shukri Olo, you are awesome. Thank you for taking the time today. Best of luck. Thank you so much. It was an honor.